Welcome to the Unshakable Co-Parent Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Komoto, co-parenting and confidence mentor. If co-parenting feels like a battlefield, I'm here for you. In this space, we ditch cookie cutter advice for real practical strategies. We're all about transforming from an overwhelmed co-parent to an unshakable AF woman. If you're ready to finally tune into your personal power, buckle up and join me on this transformative journey. Let's get started. So welcome to another episode of the Unshakable Co-Parent Podcast. So today I'm just going to get get straight into it. Um, I'm not going to beat around the bush too much. How do you co-parent with a narcissist or someone with narcissistic traits or someone high conflict, abusive, toxic, whatever it may be? It doesn't really matter. How do you co-parent with someone when co-parenting, traditional co-parenting just doesn't work? And you know, you should know by now if you've been listening for a while, when I say co-parenting, I'm always saying it in air quotes because there is no co-parenting when you're dealing with somebody who is not child-focused or emotionally healthy, okay? Or someone who's capable of being on the same page as you ever. So how do you deal with someone when it seems that they put themselves above everything, including their children, um, and they only focus on their own needs and wants And how do you rise above it and take control and protect yourself and your children? Okay, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So co-parenting with somebody who is hell-bent on not co-parenting, despite what they say, despite the image they're trying to portray of the perfect co-parent or the perfect parent, it is exhausting. And you all likely have found this yourself. They will manipulate, they will lie, they will turn the simplest parenting task into something dramatic and it'll be like a showdown. Uh, If you sat there nodding your head, you know all too well what I'm talking about here. Okay, they want to be the center of attention and they'll use their children as tools to make that happen. And it is not about love. And I know that might be a tough pill to swallow, at least not the same kind of love that you know and that you experience with your children. So it's nothing to do with love. It's nothing to do with understanding or empathy for them. It's about winning. It's about power and it's about control, even with the pettiest and smallest of things. Okay. Um, But the thing is, you know, there is good news here. There is a silver lining. You don't have to play their game. You don't have to play by their rules. Uh, All the women that I speak to well, the majority of the women I speak to and work with, you know, they're under the control or the spell of their co-parent. They are physically gone and physically not in their space, but they are still within their clutches. And that is what we're trying to pry ourselves away from. Because when you're able to do that, that is when you truly set yourself free. So before we jump into what you need to do, you need to really look at the signs that you're dealing with somebody who is, I don't know, narcissistic, high conflict. I mean, you probably know you were married to them or you were in a relationship with them. You know the signs for yourself and that's probably why you extracted yourself from the situation or the reason why you're no longer together, you know, because they may have left. 
marriage or the relationship. So some of the key signs is they make everything about themselves and they are forever the victim, especially in front of others. When there's a platform, when there is an audience, they are the victim. So when I say an audience, I mean third parties, like it could be the school, it could be your child's therapist, it could be a medical practitioner, it could be lawyers, whatever it may be, family members even, they are the victim or your mutual friends. They criticize and undermine your parenting, whether directly or indirectly. They could just say, you're a shit mum. Why would you do this? Or usually if they're covert, they just insinuate and they allude to the fact that you are not tending to your children or that you are a bad mother. Okay, if they're overt, they will outright tell you and say it. If they're covert and sneaky, it will be very uh, insidious, just like the abuse was that you endured when you were in the relationship or marriage. Okay, they'll also lie or exaggerate to manipulate the situation. You've likely experienced that. And they may make outrageous demands without considering your children, which, you know, I've heard this time and time and time again. It comes in all different shapes and sizes. It manifests in all kinds of ways, but really it comes down to them wanting and needing their needs met and you having to cater to that and i don't care who gets railroaded in the process children new children it doesn't matter i need to get what i need and i need to control the situation and if you don't do what i want and you don't give me what i need i will play the victim and you are the villain because truly they believe that they are the victim and you are the villain because you're not giving them what they need and what they want So if this rings a bell, then you are not alone, like you truly are not, and you are not stuck in this pattern. It might feel like it, and it might feel like, you know, this is going to be my life for the next 5, 10, 15 years. No, that doesn't have to be the way that it is, trust me. Um, You are not tied to this person. Yes, you are, you know, you share children with them, but you are not tied to them and having to have this experience into perpetuity. There is an end to this, but it's not going to happen on its own. And it's also not going to happen overnight. And it is definitely not going to happen because your co-parent has seen the light, had a change of face, had a change of personality. It it isn't going to be down to your co-parent. It will be down to you if you do something about this. Okay, so co-parenting with somebody like this might feel like it is a never-ending battle. You may feel trapped. You may feel stuck. You may still feel like you're walking on eggshells, to be honest, and not able to make decisions for the future of your life because you are in this kind of stuckness, in freeze mode, still walking on eggshells, still not wanting to rock the boat, still um, at their every whim, at their beck and call. I don't mean get like they're getting you to do anything, but you are very careful about what you say and what you do because you don't want to, you know, uh, aggravate the beast or whatever it may be. But honestly, it doesn't have to be a nightmare. It doesn't have to be a battle. So here are a few things you can do to start breaking free and take charge. So you've likely heard this, um, and I'm just going to keep saying it. You really need to have strong as fuck boundaries. Now, I hear, and I've said it before, people say, and I hear them say, I try to set boundaries and I either get laughed at or they don't take them seriously or whatever it may be, whatever reason. Yeah, if you're making a boundary or setting a boundary from a place of fear and there is no conviction and you haven't embodied 
embodied really the reason why you are setting that boundary, then you are going to get left at. It isn't going to be taken seriously. Okay, you really need to define what what is acceptable and what isn't and stand firm in that. So it's about being consistent. It's about being diligent, but it's about really having that strong reason why you are setting the boundary. Because if you don't have a strong reason why you're setting the boundary, it will fall flat on its face. Okay, and your co-parent knows that. Okay, the second thing is keep the communication, you know, all above board. You know, you've probably heard this before. See your co-parent like a colleague who is trying to get you fired from your job. Be nice to your face, of course, but they're trying to get you fired from your job. So they are being sneaky. They're telling the boss things. They're going behind your back. So if you can keep everything just professional, stick to the facts, strip out all emotion when you're communicating with them, that will help you stay out of getting dragged into anything emotional, any conflict, any arguments, anything where you're going to be triggered. Keep it all professional. Now, I've seen some women um, deal with their co-parents. I've seen the interactions and... I know they feel that they are setting a boundary or being firm or being non-emotional or being factual, but it actually comes across as, um, I don't really know the right word, but I'm just going to say like bossy, like demanding or telling the person, the the co-parent, how things are going to be. Now, there's a fine line between being calm and unruffled and setting a boundary and being harsh and maybe a bit angry in there. And you want to really do this from a place of not anger. You're not angrily setting a boundary. You're not getting agitated with them. We need to be cool, calm and collected. And I know it is hard and frustrating when you're dealing with somebody who you know what they're like. But there is there is a fine line between um, setting a boundary in an embodied, you know, unshakable tone, if it's a, a boundary that you're, you know, writing out, uh, and from a place of like agitation and anger, there's a fine line and you can see those, those nuances and there's those tiny little tweaks to be made in that kind of communication. So also, document everything. You've heard this and you probably think, well, there is just so much, like, what am I documenting for? Because there is a lot, there's a lot, a lot of text messages, there's a lot of emails, there's a lot of exchanges, but it's not just about documenting, it's about documenting and filing away and making sure that you have it in an, some kind of order that is easy to be extracted if and when needed, not just printouts of messages. It needs to be in some kind of order because you may need something in the future. It might not happen in the next year. It may not happen in the next two years, but you know, depending on the age of your children, you may need to bring out those records of the interactions and they need to be filed away in a way where they're easily accessible and easy to be found instead of looking for a needle in a haystack. Because if you throw all those things at your lawyer, they're going to take forever to look through everything and that's just going to cost you a lot of time and money which you don't want to be doing okay and this goes without saying being child focused and putting the needs and wants of your children first and foremost so from my perspective that means putting your 
needs and wants first and foremost as the safe and emotionally healthy parent. And it's the way you're always going to be making decisions that align with what your children need and want and what is in their best interest. So focusing always on what's best for them and not on what your co-parent wants or demands. No matter how much they threaten you, it's not about what your co-parent wants and needs, it's about what your children want and need. And I probably will do another episode on this because I think a lot of, or some women I've spoken to get a bit confused on what their children want and need. I think traditional co-parenting and what they hear out there gets them a bit confused, thinking that children need something that they really do not need. Um, I'm not going to get into that in this episode, but yeah, when we are not focused and we're taking advice that is not in alignment with what is going to be in your best interest, your children's best interest, that's where we can really make some decisions that aren't necessarily the best decisions to be made. Okay, so my mission, my passion is to help you navigate this journey to empower yourself to rise up, rise above the conflict, rise above the anger, rise above pointing fingers, rise above the behavior of your co-parent, because you really need to be this stable rock for your children. They are looking to you. They are looking at how you're behaving, how you're reacting. You are one of their first teachers. You don't have to be the loudest but you do need to be the most influential. And in order to be the most influential, you really need to be able to regulate your emotions, reduce your triggers, have those tools in your tool belt so that you can teach your children and show your children. That's what we do in the child whisper approach of the Unshakable Co-Parent Program, because this is about strengthening the bond with your children and cultivating and rebuilding any trust that has been broken because you know I can guarantee that your co-parent whether it started now or whether you see it coming they will try and break the trust and break that bond so it's about rebuilding the trust and strengthening the bond so that no matter what your co-parent says or does they cannot break that bond between you and your children or your child okay this is about creating this stable home environment this narc proof home for your children, where there is understanding, there is autonomy, that you are the leader, you create this ecosystem within your home, the safe and stable, stable, safe space, no matter what fires are set, no matter what, you know, um, arrows are thrown your way by your co-parent, you have created this safe space for you and your children, this ecosystem, this narc proof home. And it's about being the parent that's there, present, for your children. Okay. So if you're nodding along to any of this and you are sick and tired of the games, you're sick and tired of walking on eggshells, you're sick and tired of putting your life on hold basically because of this whole co-parenting dynamic. And if you are ready to take the next step towards, you know, a more healthy approach to this, and strengthening the bond with your children, rebuilding any trust that's been stripped away, and really ready to keep your co-parent on the outside of your, you know, not proof home, this ecosystem. It's like your physical home, but also your mental, you know, emotional uh, safe space. Then, you know, that is the work that we do within the Unshakable Co-Parent Program, and I'm here to help you rise up. Okay, it isn't easy navigating this. It's also not easy reaching out for help. Like I fully acknowledge that because, you know, you know this person and you know your children, you know how to be a parent. 
and you do know your co-parent and I know that there are waves, there are down periods and there are up periods. Sometimes there are periods where they're absolutely fine and you're like, yeah, I've got a handle on this. It's not all that bad. And then the shit hits the fan. They pull something out and you are back to ground zero. There's too many waves. It's too volatile. You need the stability and your children need the stability. No matter what your co-parent says and does, they shouldn't be able to control your moods and your emotions, and they shouldn't be able to affect the ecosystem that you create. So if you are finding that there are too many ups and downs, it's too volatile, then please do send me a DM on Instagram with the word ready, so R-E-A-D-Y. If you are truly ready and serious about making a change in your life, because this doesn't have to be a nightmare. You don't have to go it alone. It doesn't have to be this hard because, you know, I had a call with uh, one of the beautiful members of the Unshakable Co-Parent Program today. And, you know, what are the things? I asked her, what are you not doing with your life because of this? What is it holding you back from? Like we forget that, you know, I want to be out of this shit and I just want this all to go away. But what happens after that? If you want that to happen, that will happen. That's a consequence of doing this work. But what will that allow you then to do? And then what it will allow you to do means conversely, it is stopping you from living. It's stopping you from fulfilling your passions. Um, Maybe having a new relationship, being present with your children, being a woman and knowing what your needs and wants are for yourself and stepping into your power and being this like fortified version of who you are, the 2.0 version of who you are. All right. So if any of that resonates with you, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And if you feel ready to really step into this and you want me to be your guide to help you along this journey, then just DM me the word ready at the Unshakable Co-Parent Program. And we could talk about that further. But outside of that, you know, co-parenting with somebody who is resistant to co-parenting, who is resistant to everything you say and do, who belittles you at every opportunity, puts you down, someone who just makes life difficult for you and your children. It is not easy, but know that there is help out there, but you just have to be willing to reach out and ask for the help and actually be ready and not just ready for the problem to be gone. You need to be ready for what's waiting for you on the other side because it's fucking amazing. And it might not seem like it right now, but there is life after this. You, you are not in a life sentence. You are in a life sentence if you allow yourself to be in a life sentence. I'll leave it there. All right. So please share this with anyone who you feel may benefit from this episode. Other than that, I will see you next time. Bye for now. All right, thanks for spending some time with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to let me know. I'd really appreciate it if you could hit the subscribe button and maybe leave a review. Every comment helps us reach and empower more women just like you. And if you have more questions, let's continue the conversation over on Instagram at Unshakable Co-Parenting. Okay, bye for now.